Hi, I'm Maeve Doyle, and you're listening to A Private View. Today I'm speaking to painter Nick Grinrod. He's part of a show called Reimagining Color at Maddox Gallery. He's from Sheffield, Sheffield-based. His work is known by the geometric forms and a gestural, painterly handling that's reminiscent to me of the abstract expressionists. Hello, Nick. Hello, Maeve. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. If I were to ask you to describe your journey into being a painter, what would you say? I'd say it's a one that started at a very young age, went through the usual channels of college and, and art school, and then got caught up with everything else that goes on in life and uh, refound it uh, later uh, down the line and uh, had a had a real kind of re-emergence of uh, my practice. Um, you know, uh, and now I'm kind of... Uh, Lucky to uh, be working with uh, several galleries, including Maddox. So it was something quite significant. It was a, a, an epiphany when your grandmother died that actually made you downsize your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of people, we had a small family and uh, we moved house several times and uh, found ourselves at the uh, what we thought would be our forever home and uh, lost someone very close to me, which my grandma, and she had a big influence on how I was brought up within within the kind of creative community. I spent a lot of time in stately homes and castles, and uh, when she passed, it was uh, it was mortifying, and I went down a uh, quite a dark path and ended up deciding that I couldn't continue the way that I was. Uh, I wasn't happy. Uh, <laughs> my wife was, uh, you know, not very happy, and we ended up deciding to sell the house, uh, downsize into a flat so that I could kind of pursue my... Um, career as an artist, uh, set up a studio and, and get uh, working again. But it, I'd say it was a life-changing moment. And so what what I've noticed from interviewing artists for years now is that often there's something that sort of yeah. changes any fear they have about pursuing their calling or any yeah. fear they might have that they may fail and it, it just pushes them into another realm. In in your case, you'd been working as a painter and decorator for decades, really. Well, a decade, yeah. A decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and in my mind, you sort of were developing your craft and your understanding of material. Consciously or, or subconsciously, I think that that was the, the, uh, that, that journey through working through period properties and uh, stripping away lots of uh, layers of history to kind of come to those uh, beautiful patinas uh, definitely informed the work that I make today. So many people say that your work is intuitive and, and that you paint in real time. You don't yeah. keep a canvas around for years no, working no, on it, no. that it's gestural and, uh, and that the removal of paint is as important as the application of paint. Who inspired you to, to work that way or what inspired you to work that way? That almost seems... Like a John Cage kind yeah, of happy accident sort I of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think when I kind of found abstraction, uh, studying as a figurative painter and then kind of moving into abstraction, that uh, there was a lot of influences that kind of um, that took hold, seeing the John Hoyland exhibition at the Newport Gallery. Um, the Abex exhibition at the Royal Academy, and seeing seeing that those kind of scales, uh, you know, seeing the Lee Krasner exhibition. And by scales, you mean the very size. large, yeah, humongous paintings that non-figurative, uh, yeah, meditative yeah. color studies. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think that again that informed what I was doing alongside a number of living artists as well. Um, so, 
yeah, I think that that's that's uh, that's where this whole feel for colour and mark making kind of came about. In terms of abstraction, part of me thinks that the last great movement was in 1959. The very serious people like the Pollocks and the Rothkos and the Kleins and the Gorkys yeah. and the Krasners and the de Koonings that we spoke about. If you were to take an educated guess as to why we're going back into abstraction now with such... I mean, we've spent a few days looking at galleries and yeah. you, it's clear that abstraction's on the rise. What would you say it's down to? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I think we touched on this when we were when we were walking around the galleries, the the whole fact that, you know, coming straight out of the Second World War, people were looking to start again, looking to revive, looking for something new. Um, and I think, you know, after the pandemic, and it's obviously not on the same scale, but it's 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 realigned people's minds they're looking for something more they're looking for a meditative kind of removal from day-to-day life they don't want reminding of it it's uh, i think that abstraction offers that and abstraction for you when you left figurative painting into abstraction what did it offer you as a painter uh freedom um and lots of different ways uh, there was no judgment in there because as soon as i kind of started to feel comfortable with the practice um, I let go of any kind of fear of retribution because it was purely my work and my language, and it felt freeing. I didn't, I didn't feel like there was anyone sitting on my shoulder saying that, that you know, that hand isn't quite right, or you know, you, you weren't a slave to the traditional kind of methods, uh, and that was very refreshing. And as soon as I found that, that that was it for me. I was, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, abstract all the way. So, yeah. Your relationship to color. Yeah, again, I've. Can go back to 2018, 2019, when I was making a lot of marks and using a lot of different types of paint to kind of create the the work. I also kind of when when lockdown hit, especially. I mean, I was making colourful work before then, but it really elevated that. Um, things like the art support pledge set up by Matthew Burroughs. That kind of that was a catalyst for for a lot of work that took place over that two years. Um, a lot of experimentation. Either looked by you, yeah, yeah. Well, and by a lot of different artists. I mean, there are a lot of people that are really kind of took to that and used it as a as what it was meant for you know to kind of really enable artists to continue working through the pandemic and also be able to interact with each other through buying each other's work and the color element i think again it's it harks back to that kind of wanting for connection so people bought the work they looked at the work and i got so many messages from people it was lovely just based on you know, finding that kind of uplifting feeling about the the work that I was making. So yeah, that was that was the kind of snowball and the catalyst for a lot of the work that I'm producing today. If if you were to tell me what you thought art was for, what the meaning of art is, how would you describe it? I think for me the the whole purpose of art is is something that that both sides get a lot of joy from the artists the, you know, the the battles that they go through with the paintings they get uh, a therapeutic kind of joy and respite from everything else and people that appreciate the work they get hopefully a similar kind of sense so i think you know it's yeah it's it's very much about connection and uh, and uh, and you know, understanding yourself as well as uh, other people. Think. And for you, I'd say it's also about community. I'm aware that you do a lot of charity work. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been uh, lucky enough to work with uh, a few charities over the last couple of years. Heart Research, Hepatitis C with the artists on the, on the postcard, um, and also an untapped youth suicide prevention uh, charity uh, called Untapped as well, which uh, I've, I've really enjoyed interacting with those uh, people. And also um, another charity, uh, Rally for Rudy, a young lad who was unfortunately passed away recently, but yeah, he had a uh, had a very strong following on instagram to raise money for his treatment in the states so yeah it's been it's been a real kind of heartfelt uh, couple of years really if i could wave a magic wand and you could have one piece of art money doesn't come into the equation what would you pick and why i think to me i would i would have to steal one of uh, damien uh, john hoyland's power station paintings just for the 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 absolute uh joy and how much what an effect it had on me seeing those paintings and and their scale the use of color which is mesmeric and yeah it kind of burns the retina it's it's a real kind of uh, showstopper for me Um, especially when you don't know when you can't expand a painting beyond its visual aesthetic and figure out how it's done I love that that's magic that's the real magic is there anything you want to talk about that I haven't asked you with regard to reimagining color, with regard to your work, what you hope for in 2023, just anything. That's a good question. I'm, I'm, I've been very lucky in the people that I've met uh, and interacted with so far. So it's really hard to kind of, so for me to answer that question, other than to to say that you know everything's everything's been been very pleasurable, and I yeah I'm I'm just grateful for everything that's kind of. Uh, come my way and I'm happy to roll with the punches. <laughs> Reimagining Colours at Maddox Gallery on Maddox Street. And uh, your Instagram is what? If people want to follow you on Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram is at njgrindrod. Nick Grinrod, thank you very much for making time on A Private View. It's been a pleasure to spend time with you and I love talking to you. Pleasure, pleasure. I look forward to doing more of it. Thank you. You've been listening to Maeve Doyle's Private View. This podcast is produced by Will Fitzpatrick at Soho Radio. The music is by Korshid Homi. Thank you for listening. <laughs>